Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Amber Furman, and this is episode 14 of the More Than Corporate podcast. What's going on, everybody? This week's episode is part two of the Tim Frame interview. So if you haven't listened to part one, you'll want to go back and listen to that to hear the beginning of Tim's story. Tim is a super, super inspiring guy. He's been inspiring me since I first heard about him in 2016. In part one of the episode, he talks about what it was like waking up from going to the hospital with a virus that was literally eating his brain and his family being told that he was not going to make it through surgery. And if he did, he was going to be a vegetable for the rest of his life. So he talks about what it was like waking up from that, not having any memories of his family, losing a significant portion of the memories of his life. And then while trying to recover from that, having a second setback when he had some blood clots and a pulmonary embolism that put him in the hospital again for what was called a fatal event by his doctors. He again was told he wasn't going to survive that. Yet here he is, what, five years later, still inspiring the people around us. His story is so amazing and inspiring that I couldn't fit it into one episode and I didn't want to cut anything short. So we made it into two episodes. In this second part of the interview, he talks about another setback. So after he had taken this second chance at life that he wasn't supposed to have, or I guess third chance at life at this point, and started really delving into Spartan races and obstacle course races. And then he starts having um, some issues with his bones as a result of the medication that they gave him to keep him alive. So he talks about what it was like to go through all of that, what he has done to mentally put himself in the best place that he can, and how he continues to wake up every day and strive to live the best life that he can. One of the reasons Tim is so inspiring to me is the fact that he takes away my excuses to not go out and chase my dreams or not get on an obstacle course race or not do the things that I want to do. Because you look at somebody who has been told, you won't survive this, you won't survive this. Oh, here's a third setback. We don't know what you're going to be able to continue to do physically. And yet he continues to crush it. And as he says, do it anyway, every day. So I um, find great inspiration in Tim's perseverance and his positive attitude. And I hope that you will as well. Before we get into Tim's episode, I just want to take a minute to say thank you to anyone who has commented or shared or left a review or a rating on iTunes given me any words of inspiration or encouragement. I really appreciate it along this journey. If you haven't had an opportunity to jump over to iTunes yet and leave a rating and review, I'd ask that you take just a couple of minutes to head over and do that. It'll allow me not only to get some insight into what you like or dislike about the show, but it will also help me with Apple's algorithms so that I can continue to get amazing guests on the show and continue to bring you some great content. So thank you in advance for jumping over and taking the time to do that. I really appreciate it. And without further ado, let's get into part two of Tim Frame's interview. 
So then I was like, okay, now I need a beast, right? I did a sprint and a super, I need a beast. And I, that's when I really got serious because I knew we're talking a half marathon distance on a mountain somewhere probably. And I worked out every single day till September of that year, getting ready for that beast and went and did that. And, uh, um, was happy to, and did that with camp, the team Rhino as well. And it was good to, to get that done. And, uh, but as I finished that, I started feeling something weird, I'll be honest. And something started hurting. I'm like, what the heck? I thought maybe I was just overdoing it. Right. Cause I didn't take any days off. So the day after that beast, I took my first day off in 366 days. <laughs> wow. And cause it was, a, it was a leap year, you know, so there was an extra day that year. Um, but anyways, um, I started feeling um, a little something in my hip that wasn't there before. And, you know, so I, okay, I'm just a little sore, but I wasn't done. And that same group was going up to Tahoe that year to go run in the world championships. And I decided in October, I'd go do that with them too. And so I ran that world championship beast that year and figured, what the heck, I got two beasts. I might as well get two trifectas now. <laughs> so I ended up running a, a Sacramento Super that year in November. And then on my 50th birthday or 51st birthday that year, ran um, a LA Sprint and ended up with 12 races that year and, and uh, two trifectas on a really, really, really sore hip at that time. So, so I don't know. Still sore at this point, and you're thinking, you know, I just haven't given myself any time off. And well, that's what I was thinking, and so I thought I'd go see my doctor, right? So that's what you should do when things are wrong, and so I did. And I, I don't know, I'm not a big doctor guy, I'll be honest. <laughs> but um, I, of course, I've had you know some crappy experiences with doctors in the previous two years, and didn't want to have to go back to the doctor. Well, and but, let's um, I did. had you listened to your yeah. doctors in the previous two years, you probably wouldn't be here because they told you that you weren't going to survive. And then they told you that you shouldn't be working out. Yeah. Good point. So, Good point. I mean, I'm not telling you I, 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 yeah. your doctor, but you're stronger than you think you are a lot of the times. And that's, well, a there's a lot. Yeah. There's appropriate ways to stay in motion for sure. And, and that's kind of where the next, I guess, part of my story goes. I'll be honest as as I went to the doctor in early 2017 or even I guess it was shortly after that last race in December of 2016 I I had doubled my goal I not only worked out every day for a full year but I instead of just doing one trifecta I ended up doing two trifectas in a, in a world championship race and it was brutal it was cold and and snowy and I about froze my butt off on that race it's still I consider one of the hardest races I've ever run Wow. Um, but I think a lot of it had to do with my hip was hurting also. And they made you swim through a half frozen lake at the top. So everybody got hypothermia on the way down. Wow. But uh, so it was brutal. And, and uh, but I was very, it made me feel like I had not only, you know, I had really accomplished more than my goal. And I'd really gotten to know this community of people and they had gotten to know me and they Actually, a, a team that I run with, a Spartan 40 and over team all across the country, had invited me to that race, and I got to know them, and they asked me to do a little speaking while I was there, and got to share my story with them, and they've been a big part of my 
I guess, new family as well. <laughs> so um, I'm thankful for that and felt like I ended 16 on a very high note, doubling my goal, but having this in the back of my mind that something wasn't still right. So I go see the doctor and come to find out that I had what they would call AVN, which is called avascular necrosis. Now, the first question he asked me after seeing the MRI of my right hip was, have you ever been on a heavy steroid? Oh, no. And I guess, as yeah, so he starts thinking, you know, he's an athlete or whatever, you know, there's steroids in the athletic community for sure for all the right and wrong reasons. But uh, so that was his first question after seeing that my right hip was about 80% degenerated and pretty much the bone matter in the socket had just kind of just crumbled. And uh, that was his first question. And I kind of shared with him my story at that point and told him that, yeah, I was tied to an IV of steroids for three months trying to repair my brain matter, which it must have, <laughs> thankfully. And, uh, but it, it caused some serious bone degeneration as well. And that's where my hip went that year. <laughs> wow. So he said, no, we're going to have to get you a new one and uh, let's get that scheduled. So I said, oh, crap. <laughs> but, you know, I'd, I felt like I had reached my goals and, you know, and, and I was thankful for where I was at that time. But, uh, okay, I did what I came to do and now let's go take care of business. So I did. And in February of 2017, I had my right hip replaced on February 8th, I believe it was. And yeah, so we yeah. Uh, we did the um, 2000 and what, 17 Spartan. 17, okay, yeah. Yeah, Spartan, because that was, that was right after your hip surgery, correct? Yeah, yeah, that was the fire jump one, yes. You don't know this, but 2007 <laughs> Spartan was my very first full obstacle course race ever. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. So I had Yeah, I did not the, know that. I had done the terrain run in 2016. And okay. I, I, I was had, there actually. Yeah. So that was my very first. And then I had done the okay. half tough mutter in 2016. Um, in, in LA area or where? Um, in Vegas in October of 2016. Oh, okay. The, the half. Okay. Oh, okay. Good to know which one you did. So they just started them that year. They did. So then in <laughs> 2017, I had committed to running World's Toughest Mutter. And I was like, ah, oh, let's do this. So I went All right. to, um, to the Spartan in 2017. And this is where All I right. hear about you for the first time. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not on the course. I've never done a Spartan. And all of a sudden, I see this guy. And you guys, I'm not kidding. I see this guy come past me, going faster than I'm going. And he's on crutches, literally. On crutches. Um, like Aaron Evans was with you. And I'm going, what uh, yeah. the hell is wrong with this crazy guy? Yeah, Aaron ran that race with me. <laughs> <laughs> so you run um, this 2017 Spartan like right after your hip replacement, right? I did. It was actually my second Spartan race on crutches. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I had, uh, yeah, I got the, the hip replaced on February 8th and then did 
my first Spartan race in Arizona two weeks later on crutches with a team of pastors from Las Vegas, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, you're running this I had part. a college, yeah, I had uh, a college friend that lived here in town that's a pastor and he always wanted to do one and had gotten to know my story a little bit and goes, could you run in this? Or we wanted to do it. So I said, I'd go down there and be on the sideline supporting them is how I worded it. That's, That's awesome. So tell I everybody about the just fire. Stand there. <laughs> tell everybody about the okay. fire incident because I feel like it's almost like an infamous legend story. And in well, it kind of created, yeah. So after doing that race in Arizona, I figured, okay, I'm back with the Rhino people in Vegas, and I'd already done one race on crutches, and it went successful, and I enjoyed it nice and slow with that team of pastors. I said, so I'm, I'm now doing it with the Camp Rhino folks again, and. You know, obviously, you know, I'm back where I started at my first race in 13 and then did the one in 15 that I felt horrible about, did 16 and felt much better. And okay, now I'm back on 17 and here I am on crutches again. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You know, it's like, can I not run this race and be 100% healthy? But um, I, I knew good friends out there and figured, what the heck, I'll... I can go nice and slow and be a part of that community. So yeah, I'm doing it and, and did actually pretty well. It's kind of set flat and sandy, you know, how Vegas race is. And, uh, I uh, had a blast with friends and, and I had jumped over the fire on crutches in Arizona two weeks earlier, like it was nothing, but in the Vegas race, they kind of, it was a little bigger and my crutches kind of got stuck in the ash, I think a little bit. And, just made me stop in my tracks. So I kind of did a head first right into the fire jump <laughs> obstacle. <laughs> and, I, and I laugh because, first of all, you're okay and we can. Well, but, yeah, it um, created I, quite a stir at the finish line. Let me put it that way. Yeah. For sure. So I remember talking to you after the race and you told me that you wanted okay. to get a copy of the picture and you wanted to caption it. Do you remember what you told me you wanted to caption it with? <laughs> Um, I probably don't, uh, off the top of my head, I don't, but yeah, you'll have to tell me. So you I, told me you wanted to caption it with smoking and I thought that was the funniest. Smoking. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny cause you know, I, 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 I got a few couple small burns from it. I, I fell in the fire. I've got more, I got like 12 fire jump pictures that day cause I'm laying in it half the time. Oh so my gosh. people, people kept saying, how did you, why is nobody helping you? Why are you in this every picture? you're laying in the fire for a few minutes. And I was like, no, it just snapped it real quick. And I got up, grabbed my crutches after a volunteer came out and patted me down and said, dude, you're <laughs> on fire. <laughs> and, and I got up, grabbed my crutches and crut, you know, crutched across the fire line. And they wheeled me off to the medic really quick and bandaged uh, up my right arm and leg that had a couple small burns on it. I still have those shorts and the arm sleeve with holes in it. And it's kind of funny to look at now and then. I got burned in the Vegas fire. But yeah, I'm known after that, of course, for being the guy not only out there with brain damage, but on crutches and on fire. So that's what I'm known for. So this isn't <laughs> um, the end of your no. uh, journey. And I know no, that, that kind of got things going for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you've run multiple races with um, some sort of ailment, whether crutches I or have. bling I or have. things to that effect. So you yep, get yep. your hip replaced and then um, explain kind of what continues to happen with your body as time goes on. 
You bet. You bet. That that year I went on and, and, and kind of finished I, that few weeks later after the fire jump obstacle issue, I went and ran the beast in Montana on crutches as well and got my redemption. <laughs> Actually, it's still my, my, still my favorite fire jump obstacle because I'm way over the fire with both crutches in hand and, and got my redemption and everybody was watching, you know, and because I, it created quite a stir on Facebook that I was that guy on crutches on fire. But um, so it, it, that's where I actually, you know, my goal in 16 was to earn a trifecta. Well, my, it became my goal in 17 to earn what I call my crutchfecta. Okay. So I actually did all, I did all three races on crutches and, and that's, I consider that my most uh, challenging one or whatever. But um, I'm thankful I when you tell me <laughs> that you can't go out and run a Tough Mudder or you can't go out and run a Spartan, I want you to remember that this individual here is telling us that he just ran a half a marathon, a, what, a 10 mile and a, a three mile on crutches. Yeah, so you, you did. Go out and do your I did. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, there's a couple of things that, you know, obviously I couldn't carry the bucket up a mountain with my both hands on crutches. So I had to drop and do my 30 burpees and then climb up the mountain on crutches. So, you know, some things you do have to going back to adapting yeah. and, you know, and staying in motion. I, I was just happy to be out there in a supportive environment that got some in, and people would help me over a wall or whatever it might be, or hold my crutches while I jump the monkey bars or something but um so and that's why you go as much as anything as you get to do it with you know people that are in a supportive community and environment so keep that in mind too it's not always about how fast you're doing it it's just about doing it anyway and doing it that you know it's good for the the heart and mind as it is for the body <laughs> absolutely but, uh, yeah so i went on that year and as i did the next couple races I didn't need the crutches anymore I could walk and even jog or skip a little bit on that new hip okay to be honest what what part of this story doesn't say is going back to that 365 days in a row mentality I approached my recovery that way too um okay. and have the have the journals to prove I I did four rounds of physical therapy every single morning with that new hip. Wow. And, you know, my doctor and nurses taught me exactly how to do that. And I added a few other pieces in there too. So part of my recovery was, you know, two hours in the gym every morning doing four rounds of physical therapy too. So it wasn't that I was out there on crutches, just willy nilly. I was putting in the work that helped me recover quicker than most people would have ever probably recovered. Uh, my doctor wasn't a fan of it at first. I'll be honest. He, he was. He, he. I had to go see him shortly after I fell on the fire as a follow-up, and he saw the burns on my leg and kind of inquired about it, and wasn't a fan. But then he, <laughs> I don't blame but, him. But then, yeah. But then he saw me go off and and undo Montana shortly thereafter, and I had another follow-up later that year, and he saw pictures of me jumping that fire on that new hip. And he goes, you, that's you? And I'm like, yeah. So you can actually walk in my doctor's office now and there's Spartan pictures of me up in his office and he says I'm good for his business. That's so, amazing. <laughs> I know, it's kind of funny to walk in there now and see two fire jump pictures up on his wall. But my, my point to that was it, it didn't, 
I wasn't just doing it without appropriate work on the backside that people don't see on a daily basis. I, you know, still had that do it anyway mentality when I wake up every morning and put in the, you know, the work that it got me out on a race course sooner than most people would have been there. And so uh, I was able to run a couple races that summer off the crutches and on that new hip and jog a little after being told, actually my, my doctor, my ortho's last words to me when I left the hospital with that new hip in February was no running ever was his last words. So clearly that's, uh, that pushed me as well. <laughs> of course, of course. But, but uh, yeah, I was like, oh, really? Uh, but anyways, so I went on to, to run a couple races and felt pretty good about them. And then all of a sudden the right shoulder starts feeling the same as, or sorry, the left shoulder started feeling the same as the right hip. And sure enough, I go back that later that year in October or September, whatever year it was or month it was and say, doc, uh, another MRI. And sure enough, it was about 80% gone to like the hip more of that same avascular necrosis so it's something i'll live with it's those steroids created that and i have bone degeneration that will continue i've been told but i had to get my left shoulder replaced in 2017 as well in november after after running all those races and one of them in a sling (laughs) wow so how many surgeries have you had to have because of the steroids that you were Um, so far just just so far just two i've had the right hip replaced and the left shoulder replaced uh, both in 17 february and and november um and i'll be honest i have a probably maybe by the end of the year or first of next year a right shoulder coming to i've been told so and how are uh, your yeah. replacements holding up? Are they Fan- fantastic? I'll be honest. Um, I, I people would have no clue that I have fake parts because um, I, and that goes to the type of physical therapy I do on a daily basis. Even now, um, I I complete obstacles that most people struggle with with a with a shoulder that's not perfect by any means. For sure, but. Uh, and and it ran, you know, 50 races on, or actually 55 races on that new hip now since uh, February of 2017. That's <laughs> amazing. How many have you done Tahoe? I know. Um, when I do Tahoe next month, it'll be my 72nd race. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, and 69 of them after almost not being here twice. And then I want to, um, we're going to um, end up having to wrap up here shortly, but one of the um, things that really sticks out to me in your story, and that okay, is you bet. the race that you got to run with your son. Can you talk about when okay. that was and the importance of that? You bet. You bet. But, you know, and going back to the memory loss and trying to find yourself, uh, it kind of goes back to connections that we have with people. You know, we, when you, you have certain memories to draw upon you. You have certain experiences and connections that you create with people. And obviously losing that with my son and I didn't have that same father son bond that I saw pictures of dramatically on, on Facebook those days, you know, I'm like, wow, we look like we had a lot of fun together. <laughs> and, and we did, I've heard plenty of stories. My walls are covered with pictures of me, you know, at his baseball games or soccer games or whatever we've done together in the past. 
And then of those pictures that we first ran that first Spartan race together. And I'll be honest, what I look at those memories now. We actually won our race that day. <laughs> and wow. what was wacky to, to look at and and uh, and think about running that race together. He, we we crossed the finish line together in 2013 and we're in first place. So I, and I can read the stories about that. And I said, wow, wait, that must have been something really cool. So as I thought about that and wanting to reconnect with the sun, I'll be honest um, and to not get too personal, but during that period of time when I was finding myself, um, he, he, he had kind of, um, this was, I was during my second marriage. He, he was from my first marriage when I first moved out here and she still lives here in town too. And we're friends. Um, but he kind of went back and forth between our homes, but he kind of disappeared for a while and I didn't see him much. And it came to find out that he had a, some indifferences with the, the my um, second wife and they had a falling out and, and it was unfortunate that he kind of disappeared and we lost our connection. So that's as personal as I'll get. So, uh, you know, it, it allowed me or it, it made me feel separated from him. And I tried to reconnect with them in, a, in during that time period. And so this past year, um, the uh, Spartan, again, wanted to kind of follow up with um, what I had accomplished. Last year, in 2018, I actually ran 29 different races with Spartan and earned seven trifectas last year alone. Wow. And, did, and, and ran an, a 30-plus mile ultra in Breckenridge last year as well. Not only that, but I earned my Spartan SGX coach certification and have got to work for Spartan and guide brand new Spartans around a race course and encourage them to do it too. So it's turned into a community of people I've really enjoyed being a part of, but he never got to see that part, I guess. You know, he just heard stories about it, but he didn't get to participate and see why I was going back so often to be a part of this racing community. It didn't make sense to a lot of people, I'll be honest, because again, they saw me out on crutches or in a sling and figured I was just injuring myself, but not finding out that it was part of my recovery, what I call an active recovery, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. Wow. So as I think about those types of things and wanting to reconnect with my son, it just made sense that those were the connections we used to have as I look at pictures of us playing soccer and baseball together and running races. And so Spartan got a hold of that and they, they, they thought that it would be neat to make him a part of my story again, too, because he was there from the very beginning yeah. at the, our first race in 2013. So they wanted it to kind of come full circle. So they, this year they got the media involved here in Vegas and they like to promote a local athlete for each of their races. So I guess I was probably the more <laughs> well-known Las Vegas race racer in this community because of the fire jump <laughs> issue <laughs> and, uh, and what I'd overcome, not only, you know, physically, but uh, on a race course too, they thought it'd be a neat way to share what I've done since that original story was written and uh, involve him too. So they got the news and the, Las Vegas Weekly Magazine involved this past March, and they had Connor come over to my house and interviewed him as well, too, and made him a part of it, and I was able to invite him to join that race with me, 
and we got to run our second Spartan race together again this past March together and make some new memories together and uh, here in Vegas. That's amazing. And they, yeah, they did some neat things in the magazine and on the news that night. And, and we were very proud of how the, the you know, the, the racing community has kind of allowed me to bring or reconnect us again too. And uh, I don't know, it's turned into something that, you know, it doesn't always make sense, but uh, I know that was part of the plan as well. And had I not been out there doing it anyway, that probably would have never happened either. You know? For sure. So does yeah, your son that have plans to run another or is he, does he have the same passion for it that you do or did he just do it to make with you? Well, I, I think he's definitely got some athletics, you know, kick in him as well. He, he was always uh, a little bit of that built it. I guess part of me is still part of him. I, he was always a good athlete. And, um, he is 21 now and uh, he kind of went through the ringer himself, I'll be honest. And, and uh, you know, trying to figure out his life got turned upside down when mine did because I was, for sure. you know, not there for a while, I'll be honest. And, and, um, and then some other things on the other side of the coin that uh, I had some struggles with his mom as well. So that's a, um, he's in a process now we've reconnected and he's got some new goals set. I, I wouldn't be surprised he'll want to run a race or two with me, but he's now working on his, his EMT and wants to become a fireman and uh, uh, probably be climbing ropes for the fireman instead of on a race course. <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it was nice to at least, have the sport and and what I've been through what 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 I loved about the process of him going out and racing with me in, in this year is that he got to meet and and hang out with the people that I get to go hang out and race with on a weekly basis and and you know and see the little parties that we go to the night before and the night after and get to celebrate yeah. with everybody and he now it allowed him to see you know, why I kept going back for more because it's as much about the supported and uplifting community as it is about the racing. And uh, it's nice to be around a community that, uh, you know, has that kind of feeling that, hey, it's not about always about how fast or how in shape you are. It's all shapes, sizes, ages, you name it. And to be honest, uh, we didn't get to, and we'll, we'll touch base with it's allowed me to work with, uh, um, some other disabled athletes around the country as yeah. well, and yeah, and that's been very special. Athletes, right? In the most recent, I do one of the Spartans here in Las Vegas. I I, I have uh, I last year actually in Utah I, I ran across the one individual that's a WMPT, and we got to uh, run part of that race together. His name is Casey, and then um, last year they had the very first Spartan para race ever. It was here in Laughlin, Nevada in November, and I got to run that race with a coach's mentality with four gentlemen called Team Synergy that had only three real legs between them. Wow. Uh, they all, well, he was a double amputee, Casey was, and the other three had their own single prosthetics, and they ran that entire race together and finished, and, and, and it was neat to see a whole race dedicated to a team of para-athletes. Some or had other, you know, types of disabilities, whether it was legs, arms, or, you know, mental issues with, uh, you name it. 
So I'm, I'm proud of a, a sport for promoting that. And as a disabled Spartan coach now, technically speaking, I get to support that community and and got, I'm proud to be a part of that and, and the uplifting nature of the sport itself. And he got to see and meet Casey in groups like that as well here in Vegas. And I think it made him understand this is way more than just running through mud every day, oh, you know? <laughs> 100%. And you know, my family goes through yeah. the same thing. Like, they, why do you keep going back? Why do you keep doing this? Yeah. You know, it hasn't been as big a part of my life as I would like it to be over the last few years, or I, I guess sure, sure. Year as I've started my business. But 2017, sure. I did 15 Tough Mudders and then ran Worlds, which is the 24-hour obstacle yeah, course race. which is, yeah, crazy. <laughs> and, you know, but my mom, so when awesome. she was pitting for Worlds, she kept asking me, like, why do you keep going out there? Why do you keep doing it? And it's that sense right. of community and it's that sense of accomplishment and yeah. you know, that yeah. that seeing people, no matter what your circumstances are, obviously there are, you know, out of everybody that's out on the course, there's going to be people who have worse circumstances than you and people sure, who have sure. circumstances. But yet they you all come it. together and you find inspiration by looking at yeah. somebody and saying, um, I look at if they can do it, so can I. But then when people yeah. come to you and say thank you because you're inspiring to me, right. that pushes again. And it, I, I can't explain what that community is like. It's just something yeah. you have to be a part of to understand. You do. You have to see it and feel it. And, and, and I'll be honest, that's what kept me going back when it clearly didn't make sense on crutches or in a sling or whatever. You know, it, and, and people close to you sometimes don't understand it because they don't get to see that. But you're right. It's it's nothing more rewarding to have somebody come up on to the race course. And I'll be honest, one of my biggest obstacles still is I, I still deal with some short-term memory issues. And people come up to me on the race course all the time, give me a big hug. Damn, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for doing that or saying that or, you know, you're such an inspiration or whatever it might be. And I'll have to say, remind me your name and where did we cross paths and and I get to hear this wonderful story of how maybe I've touched their life in some positive way. And you're like, wow, thank you for sharing that with me because that keeps me going just as much as anything else is knowing that something that I've done to overcome the obstacles in my life might have helped you as well. And, and I think people miss that unless they're out there and get to visualize it and see it and hear it. But uh, I was thankful that yeah, I was thankful that Connor got to see that. And I think my, you know, my family, you know, have, have got to read and, and hear about that a little bit and go, okay, now we get this. And, and why this is such a, I, I kind of call it my new church, I'll be honest, on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and we tend to go to church sometimes with, to be surrounded by like-minded people and, and be uplifted by them. And we can do that and on a race course too and encourage others to live healthy, active lifestyles and, and be a better them in that community as well. And I'm proud of the sport for promoting that and, and happy to be a part of it. And, and I hope it continues to grow and people get more involved as it, as it does. <laughs> I'm sure it will. You know, yeah. This- this is one of the reasons that I wanted to have you as a guest so badly. And this is one of my uh, um, interviews that I have been most excited for since I've started. You're very sweet. Because (laughs) this podcast is all about like living a fulfilling life. And for me, it, 
I thought that I was going to be fulfilled when I got this um, attorney job and I was working as a lawyer sure. and all my problems were going to go away. And then they didn't. And it wasn't until I found something that pushed me out of my comfort zone, like Tough Mudder, that I really started to feel fulfilled. And so I truly believe that part of a fulfilling life is you know, pushing yourself and getting out of your comfort zone and not being a sure. fail. And your story encompasses so much of that uh-huh. because when I look at it and when I look at what you've been through, I truly believe that had it not been for that fitness that pushed you back out, you may never have gotten off the couch and you wouldn't have the life that you have now. And it's right, that right. idea that something pushed you out of your comfort zone and that led to a life that you could not have imagined having after <laughs> after your incident yeah yeah no and or yeah for sure and 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 i'm I'm thankful for that and like i said it, i didn't have those memories specifically but i'm thankful that there were enough of them out there to get a, a hint of who the guy you know was still inside of me and and allowed me you know this that maybe that first race just allowed me to to dig down and find a piece of that person and and then develop it ever since. And I don't know. It, it's hard to explain it to anybody where that might come from. But yeah, it, it's something about getting out of our comfort zone. And, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense. And you might hear a thousand people, you know, question it or even say, no, don't do that. Um, but there's, I don't know, you, you got to follow your heart and, and, and know that it's in, you know, I don't know, do what's best for you and right for you and what feels fulfilling and uh, set some big goals and put the work in to do it. (laughs) It doesn't just come, you know, it's, I don't know, I call it, you know, I I don't know, it's a different frame of mind for sure. (laughs) For sure. But um, I I call it, you know, it it takes a lot of mental toughness as well as physical toughness, but, you know, you got to have all your parts in working motion, keeping them healthy on a daily basis. When it comes to um, finding you on social media, if anybody wants to follow you, where, yeah. where can they find you? I guess Facebook is where I first learned about reconnecting with people. So I'm on, you know, just Tim Frame on Facebook. And then I'm a part of a couple, you know, public Spartan groups, West Coast Spartans and Midwest Spartans. Since I grew up in the Midwest, I figured I'd be a part of them too. And then uh, Spartan 4.0, which is the 40 and over team Facebook page as well. And then you can find me on Instagram at tim.frame.27. I don't do a ton of posting there, but uh, I'm still out there a little bit. Still learning the ropes on social media, I'll be honest. Uh, technology was all new to me as well. <laughs> for sure. Well, I want to yeah. thank you for coming on, and I've really appreciated our well, talk. Of course. And enjoyed. I'm glad to be able to share. And um, I may, because your story has so much to share, it's hard to fit into an <laughs> episode. So I may end no, up I hear you. episode with you if you're down with that. Anytime. But I um, appreciate you coming on and appreciate you sharing your story with your audience and you inspire the hell out of me. And I am so glad that you're out (laughs) continuing to push because it inspires me to be a better person every day. And I certainly hope that it'll do the same for the people listening to this podcast. Well, thank you, Amber. I'm I'm glad that our paths have crossed a few times and I hope they do again. And I appreciate the opportunity to, to share. I know it's part of what I'm supposed to do with what I've overcome now. And you hope that you know, with that training background, I guess that's 
part of it as well. You just want to help others live a healthier, more active lifestyle. And that can go for, you know, all three parts. I call it our mind, body, and our heart and living life in 3D. So we got to we gotta keep all three parts in working motion and we can do that through inspiration as much as, you know, hard work in the gym and any other type of capacity. So I don't know. I thank you for the opportunity to, to share that. And um, thank you for caring, I guess. And oh, 100%. <laughs> that. We will talk again soon and I would love to have you on the show another time and do an update on, yeah. on where you're at because I'm sure that with all the amazing things that you've accomplished so far, you're going to accomplish so much more <laughs> in the future. Uh, I'm hoping so. Looking forward to year 2020. I'm going to, there's going to be some big changes, I think. And uh, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting year. I think we'll see things differently in 2020, right? Don't we For see sure. things clearer in 2020? <laughs> For <laughs> so sure. That's how I'm approaching that. That'll be my motto going forward. Let's see things in 3D and or at least in 2020 and 2020. So we'll see. For, but, sure. Uh, For thank, sure. Yeah. Thank you again. And uh, we'll cross paths and chit chat again soon, I'm sure. I can't wait to to do that and see what comes next for you as well. Uh, good 100%. luck with your and I'll getting your podcast you. going. Yeah, we'll yeah, please do. I'll follow up with you and we'll stay in touch. I'm always watching what you're doing because again, you inspire. Me. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you being a part of my journey as well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.